Smarties, we cannot believe that we have not discussed this topic more in depth on the podcast. Today, we are talking about how to break down an essay prompt. We explained why writing an essay is so hard for learners that we work with and how to guide learners through a multi-step process to produce essays with greater ease, less stress, and less avoidance. If you are listening to this episode and you're like, oh, my learner could really use that kind of support, we would be honored to talk to you. Go ahead and sign up for a phone call either at my practice, which is CAP Educational Therapy Group. You sign up on our website, www.capedtherapy.com. That's CAP with a K, where we specialize in learners with executive functioning skills challenges and or an ADHD diagnosis or Steph's practice, which does all the things. And her website is www.myedtherapist.com. Steph's practice is virtual and in Redondo Beach in Manhattan Beach, California. CAP Educational Therapy Group is virtual and in Beverly Hills, California. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 266 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're talking about breaking down an essay prompt, which is a pain point for a lot of students. I feel like we've done this episode, but within other episodes, or yeah. we've not dedicated an entire episode to this conversation. And I think that we sort of thought we did, but then we didn't. <laughs> and then we looked back, it was on our list, and we're like, have we really not done this? Yeah. And we had it. So yeah, let's dig in. It's been a minute since we've talked about writing. And if you're interested in hearing our previous episodes on writing, go ahead and scroll down in your podcast notes. And we've linked all those previous writing episodes there for you. We should also say Steph and I had conflict internally over whether or not this should be a part of our writing series or executive functioning skill series, because really there's overlap in this one. Yeah. Yeah. And so we opted to make it a writing series episode, but you'll hear us discuss EF stuff throughout this episode as well. So let's talk about why it's so hard. Okay, first and foremost, yeah. if you're a parent listening, I don't know if you've seen when your student has shown you an essay prompt or here's the assignment. It's often paragraphs long mm-hmm. and there's not a question. It is statement after statement after statement, which is very confusing when you don't know what it's asking you when there's not actually a question. And I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't blame our learners either. If you look at the prompts for essays, they tend to be a full page, right? And there's different sections. There's formatting, there's context, there's what's being asked, there's ideas of how you can respond. And it's overwhelming to the learners because let's be honest, our kids are scanning Mm -hmm. and they don't do a great job scanning for information. And then we also have like all the formatting stuff, stuff, which we've talked about in previous episodes, why learners focus on style over substance. And we'll link that episode in the show notes as well. In fact, I think we just recorded it. And Steph, I don't know if it comes out before or after this episode, but (laughs) the episode's coming. And if it's coming out after this episode, then we'll just say coming soon in the show notes. But you're having the added burden that they didn't fully understand the content to begin with. 
And it's really understandable when they've only truthfully and authentically engaged with the material rather minimally. And you'll see this with kids who struggle with reading comprehension. You'll see this with kids who struggle with reading comprehension on non-preferred tasks mm-hmm. and non-preferred topics. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that they're really forced to respond to something thoughtfully and authentically in an engaged way. By the way, I just want to say we're not going to talk about like AI essay writing, like chat GBT or anything uh, like yeah, that no. in this episode, which is something that's coming up more and more, but that's not this episode. So what do we do? Okay. First and foremost, everything needs to be in a Google Doc. In one Google Doc. This is the thing that is always the tough part to start because The kids don't know necessarily where the prompt is. They've lost it. It's in three different places. Sometimes it's printed. Sometimes it's online, etc. So we need to have a space to start working, right? A clean space to start working. So the first and foremost thing is taking what you need to use and getting it ready. This is what we talk about for every assignment, everything. You get what you need and you put it all in one place. So that means taking the prompt and putting it in this one Google Doc. So you don't need to go six places to find what it is you're actually supposed to be doing. I'm going to add a caveat to this. Go for it. And this is just like an always rule. When our learners produce any content for an assignment, they are not allowed to delete it until the very end. Even if they decide they're not going to use it, they are not allowed to delete it. So just scroll to the bottom of that working document, which will become the thing, the document that they turn in or print or whatever, and just drop it right there. And this has been a game changer for a lot of the learners that we work with, because like we know, Steph, they love a good pivot. They love to do like half the work and then be like, eh, this isn't the topic that I want to write about. So then they delete the whole thing which makes us crazy. Mm -hmm. Once the decision has been made about what they are talking about and they have done work, they have found quotes, they have done thinking on that topic, even if they suddenly decide that they're more inspired by a different topic, they are not to switch. I'm going to just let that sink in. We are not allowing that pivot. But that's an important conversation to have. Like Whatever you pick, we're not going to switch halfway through. It's very true. One of the things that I come across a lot, actually, is that if they've done work, it's in different places. Totally. And not online. No. I think I asked this question last week. Where's the information that you wrote about that? On a piece of paper. Where is that piece of paper? At home. Okay. So that's not that helpful. Mm -hmm. So this is why it all has to be in one place, because I understand the post-it note inspirations here and there, but then we have to find workarounds. Oh, you take a picture of it, and then we have to put it into the Google Doc. There's ways to help mitigate the fact that all that work is not going to be used unless it's all in one place. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you have heard us talk that this is a foundational principle here at Learn Smarter Podcast Mm -hmm. and at Maya Therapist and at CAP Educational Therapy Group. That we're only having one point of access. One point at all times. By the way, we do this from a business component too. Absolutely. This isn't always rule because even if we don't know how to specifically do something, we at least know our framework for it. Well, I would never put something in a Word document, for example. Yeah. 
Like, I don't even think I have Word on this computer. It would always be in a Google Doc. So you just want to create those rules. Yeah, no need for that. So the second thing is they need to spend some time reading through it and putting some ideas into words. And this is what is also that one page is for. Mm -hmm. They need to spend some time thinking about what they think because that is hard. And this is why it's so great to work with an experienced educational therapist, like the ones that we have at CapEd Therapy or Maya Therapist or Learning Specialists that we also work with in our practices, because this is the labor and this is the mental energy. And this is also where you're going to spend a little bit of time making sure that the learner is understanding and they're putting those ideas into their own words and they're turning the sentences that they are being offered in the prompt into answerable questions. Mm -hmm. And it does not have to be complicated. No. At all. It can be a who, what, where, when. Yep. It can be a how or why if it's a deeper level thinking question. Here's a couple of pointers. Only one question in each question meaning we're not doing like, how does this happen and why is it important? No, it's how did this happen? Question mark. Why is it significant? Question mark. It's two different questions. And then the only time they're allowed to delete is once they have interpreted something from the prompt into an appropriate answerable question, then they can delete the sentences as they go of the prompt. Yeah, of the prompt that they've copied and pasted or typed in. So I think that's a really important part of really getting deeper into what they think about the prompt or what they're trying to answer. And remember, if they don't understand the material, that's a whole other situation that they need to work on and start writing so that they are thinking about what they think. Because maybe they just haven't gotten there yet. They haven't really spent any time thinking about it. So going back to it, When you then start putting ideas down, as Rachel said, eventually we'll have them go back and get rid of the stuff that they don't need. But that's at the end, right? Mm -hmm. But also the only time that they are deleting, though, in the prompt at the beginning are sentences that don't make a difference in their answer. So I let them take those out. They're the fluff sentences in the prompt. And oftentimes there's a lot of them. So they can take that out. That feels good. Oh, I don't have to deal with that sentence. That feels good, right? So it's really important that we're really getting down to the basic of what they need to do and then start getting ideas down. Yep. Then we want to focus on a little bit of the formatting. We're not focusing on changing the font. We're focusing on the outline that you are creating with them based off of themes. So if there are 17 questions, let's say, for example, and five of these questions are appropriate for one theme, then you chunk those questions under the big theme. And you literally write out, okay, in this section, we're talking about symbolism. And here are the five questions that are asked in the prompt that have to do or can have something to do with symbolism. So you write symbolism and then the five questions underneath. You want to kind of imagine this the way a history book has chapters broken down. Mm -hmm. They have titles, they have subtitles. It's very clear in a history book where to go and pull the information of what you are being asked from. And so you want to kind of create that framework with them. 
because this is where they get overwhelmed with kind of like the structuring of things. Mm-hmm. And every time you are engaging with one of those questions, you are giving them an opportunity to think about those questions as well. For sure. And remember what we said at the beginning, we want them thinking authentically and meaningfully mm-hmm. about what they're being asked. Yeah. And so that means just start writing. Mm-hmm. Just start writing about what you think. And I cannot say this and stress this enough. Not starting with a thesis is very important because they don't know what they think. And it's very hard to put that into words before you figured it out. It's really hard. So I really don't have students start there because it just creates a lot of anxiety about where the essay is going, or I can't talk about that because it's not my thesis. So that is towards the end of creating this essay. The other thing is creating an outline. An outline is one of those things that often gets bypassed because it feels like it's just extra work and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not at all. It actually can help because if you put stuff down, it chunks it and then you can just turn that into sentences. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. the actual part of putting the essay together after you've done the outline is so much easier and students don't feel overwhelmed by it because all the information's already there. So Rach, what's the last thing? The last thing to do before you're really getting into the nitty gritty of the writing is you're figuring out your quotes in advance and you're putting those quotes into that outline where they're going, where it's going to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for selecting the quotes in advance. One, it gives learners the opportunity to just kind of knock it out. But also when you're having that sort of task switching, they're in a writing mode, but now they're in a searching for a quote mode. Now you're asking them to transition back. It's a lot of transitions that we're putting on these kids in the moment. So you want to kind of keep the quote finding to one step and then the writing to the next step with the goal being that you're doing all this thinking work and all this kind of pre-work in session, but with the idea being that when learners are out of session, they know what to do. And like we always talk about, you have a much greater chance of success of learners working independently if they have very clear direction, if they've already started on something, if they know exactly where to go and what to do once they get there, you have a lot higher chance of students working on things independently. It's not actually writing out their thoughts. It's all this kind of pre-work. And then you will have the students where like getting their thoughts on the page can be tricky and you can give them some accommodations and some ideas around that as well. But this is how you get them going in session. Yeah. So that they can be successful out of session. Steph, is there anything you need to add? Essays are hard. Let's just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right, Smarties, have a great week. Have a great week.